0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast Where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL So get ready to geek out on fantasy football With your host, Rich Dotson And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast I'm your host, Rich Dotson, Here, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara
1: Hey, hey Garrett Price How's it going?
0: And Jared Wackerly What up? We're all here it's that week guys, it's uh NFL draft week. Ooh, it's so a big excited. week. It might it might be a week NFL draft class, but sure. for dynasty leagues, this is gl- this is all our our gloriness put into one. It's All our gloriness. It's uh all this hard work we talked about these rookies and it's, breaking them down It's a
1: dynasty summer. Her summer of dynasty. It's dynasty, it's summer. A dynasty, dynasty summer. summer. dynasty summer. The yeah. spring
0: the S- dynasty spring is about to spring upon us into a dynasty summer of gloriness where mm. all the rookie drafts start. Like all my rookie drafts start on Monday. Uh, a
1: lot of
2: mine start this weekend too. As,
0: as long as the whole league's paid, they start on Monday. Last Nerd mm. standing leagues are starting on Monday if they're paid up. So it's it's we're getting in there. Uh, this is the week. This is where this is the week where your team or, or your guy can go from a horse to all of a sudden he has a horn on his head. He's a unicorn. It's it could be glorious. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. He changed species. That is yeah. crazy. Mythical beast. Mythical species. Nonetheless. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah.
0: So here we are. Uh, we're going to talk today. We did all the work. We broke down the players. We crunched we numbers last week. Yep, we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Captain crunched those numbers, and we're gonna give you our overall rankings. The four of us put our top thirty players into a sheet. That's right. Then we used a very hard math- mathematical equation to uh, get an ADP. That's right. Between the four of these four of us, and we did it. We uh, somehow did it without bringing in Albert Einstein's great great grandkid, and we did it. And we're gonna give you our top thirty rookies in order, and then we're gonna do a nerd herd show, which uh, it will be a surprise. Gotta be to remember. Yeah, so ready to get into it? Let's do it. But before we do, I got to tell you guys and gals how you can get really hooked up by possibly getting your team audit on the team audit on our YouTube series where you send in your team. Mm. And then Jared and Garrett and I, we break down your team and tell you how to uh, make it a championship contender. I
1: might be there. You never know. You never know. You never, even even, you never even mentioned me. We, I mean, I haven't been on know one. No, you might. We haven't. I haven't theory, been on one yet. Yeah,
2: it know. is past April fifteenth, so there is a chance. Oh, I was going right. I was so say, so it, is past, it is past. It is due date.
0: Yeah, that's sure. right. Matt There's does. You'll uh, be on the Matt next likes to one. Work some numbers sometimes. So which we'll you the next one. You'll be on the next one. Sure. Which happens. is
3: likely next week. We'll plan it out. So
0: possibly get your team audited and a hundred percent guaranteed to get a dinosaur t-shirt, the most comfortable t-shirt in the world, by going to our friends over at Price Picks. And we're like, whoa, whoa, how do I get in and all this gloriness? It's simple. All you gotta do is go to Price Picks, click on NFL Futures Bets, and make a $10 bet on any futures. I said, I love the Joe Mixon over. 11.50 yards, that's my over. I'll probably yeah. make a new one for next yeah. week so I can give some more action on there. I call those Richest Tips. Just the tips, so. though. And you know, all you gotta do is make that bet, and it's a, Price Picks is number one prop bet site out there today. It's the number one legal way to get in there and do it. And you use the promo code NERDS. So you have to use the promo code NERDS to qualify for the shirt for the uh, audit uh, entry and they're going to match your deposit up to 100 bucks. You can get in there, and you pick two to five players. They're over, the under under their projection, and you win up 10 times of your entry fee. And this is where you go in. It's not just future bets NFL. It's all the sports you can think of. They're in there, and they're going to give you prop bets, and you get in there. It's called prize picks. You check them out. You put in that promo code NERDS, make an NFL futures bet, uh, and then there's a Google sheet that's going to be on this podcast show. Right, Jerry. Yes, yeah,
3: it's, it's a Google form, so I'll put the link in the show notes and as well in the YouTube description in case you guys are watching on YouTube. If you do the prize picks um, entry and... then you'll want to click on the link and fill out the form that'll enter you into the drawing to get your team audited on our dynasty team audit series. So we use the dynasty GM tool. We look at your team. Is it a contender? Is it in a rebuild? We go through your entire league, see what trades you need to make in order to put yourself in a better position. And we break your team down. It's pretty fun.
0: Ooh, sweet. Giggity giggity. So there you go. Get on our prize picks promo code nerds. We're going to hook you up in more ways than two. Ooh, that's called a menage three. All right, let's get in these rookies, shall we? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, no surprise here. There's four of us.
1: There are four uh, of us. You can hear on the microphone. That is not surprising.
0: If you're watching at on all. YouTube, you can see three I, of us. I was going
2: to say, that might be surprising if you're watching on YouTube, because you can only see three. Well, we Try to keep the ugly
3: people in the shadows. We got to get a camera mounted on this wall pointed at us. I me. actually thought about Cause that. Because we have a switcher for the camera views that we bought a long time ago. We, and we just use don't use because we have angle. one camera angle. <laughs> We have a GoPro that's behind you. We just put right. in the wall. We'll, we'll get it set up. We'll get it set up. We have one right behind you. You literally
0: just got to plug it in.
3: Yeah, I'll sh- I'll it looks you different. Off.
0: Look, we're talking show uh, tech, technical advances on the, what, what word am I using? <laughs> I don't know. What the God, fuck. I'm so stupid. I can't help it. I was born this way. I um, play <laughs> <Let's, laughs> my school systems. So here we are. Uh, the, between the four of us, there's a clear cut <clears throat> one-one here yep. uh, amongst our rankings. There was almost a clear cut. Almost. Number two, you were the defector, but I ruined it. So, but we're not there yet. The number one player consensus one one, Brees
2: Hall, running back. Pretty Iowa good guy. State. What do you go to school? It just felt, it just felt like you needed to complete
1: that. I was wow. I was waiting. I was waiting to talk. Running but, back.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I should probably give their school nothing. nothing.
1: Nothing. He's I, a running some, back.
0: I'm dude, I'm trying to get hit to this podcast game. It's all new to me now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to learn how to do. It. Learn as we go. Right. Learn yeah. as we go. Yep. So Breesol, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty much consensus here, right? And yeah. every mm-hmm. rookie draft, and for the first time ever, we even said in Superflex, yeah, Breesol the one one.
1: Yeah. Wow, way to go, here, guys. <laughs> now, we'll learn as we <laughs> I mean, go. I don't
2: like what what is the great like takeaway from this? Because at this point, I think this is almost consensus, not just us, right.
1: but it's it's across the board, general
2: yeah. dynasty consensus. I think people are scared of the quarterbacks now. We'll see what happens if Malik Willis goes top five or, you know, Desmond Ritter goes to a sexy spot or Kenny Pickett, you know, goes to someplace with a great receiving core. You know, like there are things that could be temptations from that, but there's just still so much risk. I would be shocked if a quarterback gets past three in my super, super flex rankings.
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a I mean, I think. Yes, I, I I don't disagree with what you just said, right. uh, but I think there's a a path to have, like you said, like Garrett Wilson landing in in Kansas City, a Garrett Wilson landing in Green Bay, where all of a sudden he's leapfrogging, sure. and and being the one one, and and you know these are pre draft rankings, and, and like you like you mentioned, it's it's one of those things, Malik Willis, if he lands in in a great spot for him to learn, he could he could potentially not in all drafts, but in a lot of drafts, he could end up jumping to that one one in superflex easily. I, I mean that's. That's just that's the way Superflex works. I mean the the, the quarterbacks are always gonna be so mouth, they're yeah. gonna have they're gonna be mouthwatering, they're gonna be too hard to pass but up. But let me ask times.
2: you specifically, is there a way where Brees Hall is not your one one? Do you think that's even possible? Probably not.
0: Yeah, there's no way. No? All these other players mirror nope. like frogs in nineteen fifty five biology classes. They're pinned down, they ain't going anywhere. <laughs>
1: I mean, the, you could always. I mean, walking. He, he could always be drafted into a some sort of committee. You know what I mean? With another good. I think map. that would be the only way, and that would yeah. be the only way that that you're like kind of hesitant.
3: You're yeah. such an idiot! How would you come up with this stuff? So, <laughs> I have no idea I mean, why, dude,
1: how his mind works that he comes up with this. stuff.
3: Dude, crowd.
0: Brees Hall to me, how, dude, I like him more than people probably like Javante Williams going this year. I know, I know. Go ahead, look at me funny, cross-eyed, giggle under your breaths. Laugh under your headphones. I don't care. I, I'm tell, I'm going right back to our, my original breakdown of Brees Hall. Like, I think he's elite. I think he's one of the better running backs I've scouted over these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think I don't care where he goes, because wherever he goes, he's going to be better than another the guy there. So there's no competition that really scares me. I think worst case, you get a Javante Williams situation. And Javante, I mean, look where Javante is right now. Right. You know, He literally split carries 50-50 with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon put up almost as good as numbers as he did. And all of a sudden, Javante Williams is the... Third running back off the board in startups. You know what I mean? So to yep. me, this is a player that this is a guy that I would happily, like, what looks like an overpay today is underpay tomorrow, go get in this rookie draft. Like he's again, Garrett Wilson is safe, right? Like we could all when we talk about safe, I think I think here's the difference is we talk about Garrett Wilson. Like Garrett Wilson is he's the consensus safest player in this draft, pretty much. And we mm-hmm. all like Brees Hall too. But I don't think Garrett that's not fair to Garrett Wilson, but like I think Brees is Hall ceiling so much higher. Like he's to me, I see elite of the elite. Like we don't see Jamar chasing Garrett Wilson. You know, could he possibly get there? Of course. I mean, nobody saw Justin Jefferson was going to be the number one overall startup player
2: at, at oh, one point. Oh, yeah. I good. mean, if that was the case, he would have been taking top five in the NFL draft, not in the 20s.
0: Only if I had a pair of crystal balls laying around here.
2: Um. So for me, this.
0: Well, <laughs> we haven't heard that in a
1: while. I mean, it has been a while.
0: There's nobody leapfrogged. It doesn't matter where Malik Willis goes. It does there's too many question marks about these quarterbacks for me not to
2: not land even for a home run. Your number two guy, which is the rest of our number three guy, Kenneth Walker. Because there have been some rumblings. There's quite a few people that actually have leapfrogged Kenneth Walker just on talent alone over Brees Hall. If their landing spots I've seen those people have do been skewed. No, no.
0: It won't it won't change well, it for you? There is nothing. That can happen. Brees Hall can walk in this door right now, kick me so hard in the nuts that I go solo in that section, and he's still my one one. There's nothing he could do. Well, you're just one then too. Yeah. I know. Well, I'll be one one too. One of <laughs> one. Well, one of two. <laughs> Goodbye, old friends. Um, no, so to me, like there's nothing, there's there's nothing that can happen on draft all right. Nothing at all that not makes Brees Hall the one one. I think he has a potential to be in a first round startup player next year in the right Absolutely. situation. Um, I think he's somebody that after this year, he'll fall in that category that like Jonathan Taylor, uh situation where you could pretty much open the doors to make a trade for anybody. Right? Sure. Like if you want Jamar chase, you want Justin Jefferson. He's the guy that's gonna open the door for that conversation. Where a lot of times that door is so thick. People can't even hear you knocking. You know what I mean? Like this, this is the kind of player that gets that done. Mm-hmm. And that's so, out of a class that we talk about that's like, okay, I think we do have an elite talent here, and I think it's Brees Hall. So, clearly the 1-1 one, one from all of us. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Let's move on to number two. Uh, this was a 2.25, not to consensus. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver at Ohio State. Everybody here had Garrett Wilson at two. I had him at three. And for me, so I'll go first. Because Tell us why. I talked the most. Anyways. Right.
2: And That's a good reason to go first.
0: It's probably my best reason as I learn as this podcast thing as I go along, and um, you know some people say, "Hey, you should share the airtime," and I'm like, "Wow, that's a bad idea." And to me, so they're really it's like so what terrible, I'm doing. Man. What I'm doing here is just split hairs, right? Like I expect Garrett Wilson to go somewhere in the top ten, and what, like if Garrett Wilson goes to Atlanta and he's the prime wide receiver there, then I have no problem take Garrett Wilson at two. I don't care where Garrett Wilson actually goes. I have no problem taking him at two, no matter what he could easily be the one, two here, but I like Kenneth Walker enough where running backs rule all in fantasy football. So if Kenneth Walker has a really good year this year, I can get Garrett Wilson. If I want like for sure, it doesn't matter how, I don't think Garrett Wilson put the kind of number. I don't think he's gonna put up a Jamar chase, chase, Justin Jefferson kind of year. So I think he'll be attainable. I just think with this draft class, the way it looks, definitely here at like one two. I think at two two, I feel pretty comfortable getting a receiver that has at least some upside. You know, maybe I could get like a, a a Christian Watson, a Jahan Dotson, maybe George Pickens falls, a Sky Moore. Like I want it once this once we get past these two running backs, like that's it. Like I don't love anybody, but I love Kenneth Walker, and I explained why on our podcast. I love his speed, I love the way he gets outside, I love his patience, I love that he run in between the tackles. Um, I I like that the the combine, he can show me and catch the football So. In a in a in a league where we've seen such an influx of young receivers, and, and there's so many good receivers out there. If you go a startup, I mean, you're in the tenth round, you're getting a receiver that you like. Sure, there's still we still haven't caught up there with the running backs, definitely with how many th- timeshare running back situations we have. If Kenneth Walker can find himself in the right situation, be a three down back. Yeah. Those are so hard to come by in Dynasty when there's only like six or seven of those guys, as, as not even seven, probably like six at the most of those guys as as there is. That ways that's the the, the, the scale tipper for me. Um, if Garrett Wilson goes to Atlanta, then maybe it depends on my team what I need. Sure. Uh, even now, I think if I really needed a running back, I'm taking Kenneth Walker. If my team's in complete rebuild mode where I don't have a lot to work with, like I'm taking Garrett Wilson because I want the young receiver over the running back always. But depending on where my team is, I'm leaning Kenneth
2: Walker in a vacuum. Makes sense. No, I, I,
1: down that same, I guess, avenue or vein, what if you, what if you're in a rebuild and it's a super flex and, and Malik Malik goes somewhere good. I oh, mean, are Malik you, Willis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, after Brees
0: Hall, then the quarterbacks are knocking. Like this is this year. If Malik Willis say, say me. It's a shock of the draft, right? Like Malik Willis goes two to Detroit. Okay. Uh, say Pittsburgh trades up for Kenny Pickett, right? You know, at yeah. Like six, seven or eight, somewhere around there. Pittsburgh trades up for Kenny Pickett. Then I'm going Brees Hall, Malik Willis, can he pick it? You know what I mean? Definitely with Malik Willis in a dome, like forget about it. You know, mm-hmm. with him running with him, DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift and TJ Hawkinson, like I would love that fit actually. They should,
1: Don't they should you take dare Malik forget Willis. about DJ Shark.
0: <laughs> he is there now. Oh, <laughs> they did sign DJ Shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, Malik Willis, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, we're talking, obviously these are one QB rankings, but those guys would easily, they get top 10 draft pedigree and that, that little bit of insulation. Like I'm putting them one, two, like for like, I don't think there's anything I could do about that. Like I would take those
1: guys. Right, all
2: right. Let's uh let's move on to that's well, it. No Garrett Wilson talk for you guys. Is I mean, he locked in number two is it just. Well, we got a lot of guys to cover.
1: He, he's locked, I mean he is locked in for me. Uh, <laughs> it's very easy.
2: Garrett, <laughs> we got we got so many guys to talk about. Yeah, we did so, rank so many to debate. Like I, because I feel like we're we're at the top. Like our top four this is easy. They're all. Fairly consensus ish, and we all almost agree. Like, we might have a spot or two, but like our first four are pretty easy. Once we get to five, like, Everything goes nuts. Bonkers. So, so yeah.
0: It, yeah, that's safe to say we all had the same top four. So our top yes. four are Bree Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, and Jameson Williams. Um, and that's the order, too. So after Kenneth, after Garrett Wilson goes Kenneth Walker, then goes Jameson Williams. He went as high as number three with Matt and Jared, and as high as number four with Garrett and myself. So, yep. Matt, I know you said before watching this tape, like, you just, you love him. And, it, of it's, course, we all do for right. Ohio. high he is. No, <laughs>
1: obviously, I mean, he's the the highest upside player in this top four, in my opinion, I think this is a, he's a difference maker at the position. You know, it, it, it's the, he's a little bit raw. He needs to refine a few things and obviously he's coming off an ACL. Otherwise I think he would be right in that conversation with the number two, number one spot. And cause I think he's that much of a difference maker on the field.
2: Yeah. I, I really like Jamison Williams. The fact that I have him at four makes it seem like I'm low on him compared to us but community-wise yeah. I mean you you'll see him at I mean some people even have him at one not many but some people have him at one but then there's others that have him down at 5 you know so I think as a as a whole our podcast definitely likes what we've seen on tape for Jameson Williams think he can be good at the next level and think he's more than just a deep threat I He's everybody's yep.
0: wide receiver too. Yep. Everybody's. So there's not, like you said, there's not a lot to go over there. Um, coming at number five, Drake London comes in out of USC. Uh, he, he was as low as eight, Matt had him at eight, as high as five for Garrett and Jared there. So he'd be their next player off the board ahead of guys like Traylon Burks. Matt, why do you have Drake London down at eight? Was there is there something about him that you're just concerned with?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there are the lingering concerns that I have just over his, I guess, overall speed and explosiveness, his separation, I know that he that that's not really how he wins. He wins by being a a big kind of bully out on the on the field. I just don't know how if he's not Mike Evans, then what is he? I mean, is he JJ Arcego Whiteside? That's like what's in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold that he is Mike Evans. So I think he's got a little bit of, I guess, refining to do to his routes um, because I do feel like that was a, a he was a bit basic there, um, so he has a, a little ways to go there, and just uh, just a, his overall separation kind of bothers me. It, it it bugs me a little bit.
0: And then on the flip side, Garrett, why is he your third ranked receiver?
2: See, it's not the to me. I thought he did a, a great job separating. I didn't have any issues with that. I get what you're saying because he's not the the fastest player.
1: He's not Uh, quick in and out of breaks. He's not gonna he's not gonna but he's
2: great off the line. He
1: is. And he runs very good
2: routes for a guy of his size and he sinks his hips really well. Um and and you can see that basketball background in his game. So yes I get what you're saying but at six four six five you you know there's they're only going to be able to do so much at that size. Uh so I I'm not overly concerned. I mean there are reasons I don't have him as my wide receiver one. Like we've seen quite a few people. I think he might be maybe the consensus wide receiver too, after Garrett Wilson. Uh, Those are the two most common guys I see at the top of people's rankings. So, you know, I I do think that there are enough holes in his game that I do worry. But when we're talking about how young he produced while being a two sport athlete at a school where we've seen a a track record of success lately, they're doing a great job with Michael Pittman Jr. They did a great job with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's the next in line, but He was producing even while they were there um, as a freshman and as a sophomore. So uh, I loved seeing that out of him. So I I think he's a really good player. And I think whoever takes him, I I would be shocked to see him go past 15, 17. I mean, I think that's the lowest I could really see him going uh, in this class. And I'm fascinated just to see how many wide receivers go in the first round, period. I mean, I've heard as many as seven. Yeah. like.
1: Wild, which would tie the record. Well, I mean, yeah. I think that's a, uh, it's partially a product of that being a strength of this draft, but also the crazy amount of money that people are paying wide receivers right now. Right. People would much rather just dip just into draft this draft pool. And cause people have been coming out and producing right away. minus is well. get these guys five years instead yep. of four. Exactly. In and it's why out. it's
0: going to be why Debo going to have such a hard time getting traded. Cause they're going to want so much. And then on top of that, teams have to pay him $25 and million dollars a year. Like yep. it's good luck. Trying to get all that draft capital, you know. what I mean, Just people when people say this stuff, like, "Oh, I can't believe he got traded for this." Well, yeah, because they got to pay him twenty five million dollars.
1: You have to think there is going to be a correction, right? I mean, There's got to be some sort. I mean, it was it was really this Christian Kirk it was. contract. It went bonkers after that. Jacked
2: everything up.
0: Well, the Jaguars did that. The Browns gave Deshaun Watson. You know, but people yeah. got to realize like the cap's going to keep going up. It like, is. It the is. cap went up almost thirty million dollars this year. Guess what? It's going up another 30 million dollars next year. And the year after that's probably gonna go even be more because all that all that gambling money comes in, all that new TV money comes in. Like this the the, the cap is gonna skyrocket. So where it seems like paying a receiver $20 million seems like a lot, it won't be a lot here coming very soon. Like these guys are getting more money. And now this huge as every other state starts to more legalize gambling, more legalized gambling. Sure. Listen, all that gambling money, half of that money goes to the NFL players. So all Revenue, half of that goes to the players. Like they have to give half the money to the players. So with all with Apple coming in and new streaming services and right. you it's know all, Elon it's Musk all, buying it's, Twitter, so who knows what they'll do. You know I mean like, who knows
1: like it's all revenue, yeah. So the
0: fact that we're gonna jump from you know, sixty million dollars in sure. a forty eight month span, I mean that covers your quarterback, your number one receiver, and your defensive end right there. You know what I mean? Right. So these big deals where people are, leaving that Mari Cooper, people are praising that Brown deal now oh, yeah. for getting Mari good. Cooper for three years for twenty million because like, oh, that's a lot. Nobody's want to pay that twenty million. Well, guess what? Here we are two months later, and we're we'll like, Oh, I'd be happy to pay my receiver twenty million dollars. what guy. a bargain. So, uh, to me, it's it's a situation. I'm going back to the original thing here with the receivers. Yeah, I think it's just it's gonna we're gonna see a lot more receivers that have talent that can produce NFL team go because you get that fifth year option at five years of a young guy. Maybe it'd be worth paying them down the road. But if not, guess what? Kind of treat them like running backs. Go draft another guy. Yep. Get him out of here at 26. Oh, that's dumb. That's a dumb idea. No, no. But you what you, what you, I was going to
1: say, what you do is you, you get the five years, and then you franchise, franchise, and out the door. Yeah. And then by then, they're and, and 28.
2: Five, six, seven years is a lifetime in the NFL. It really is. <laughs> it's a lifetime in general. So, For a seven-year-old. I
0: was so much younger <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next ranked player here at number seven is at number six at number six is Jahan dotson wide receiver out of penn Woo! state uh ranked as high as number six for matt and as low as number 10 for jared so let's start there jared you put Jahan dotson at 10 mm-hmm. any specific reason there or just is this where the other guys kind of filled how in? dare you <laughs> no it's good oh man you got a couple of high dare you's coming up here in about five picks <laughs> or so
3: yeah i mean from like the wide receiver ranks, like that's kind of how he stacks up for me. I I, th- I see him more as like a back end of the first round in, in rookie drafts. For me, personally, obviously, putting him at, at 10. Um, his physicality, his overall physicality profile, is a little bit of a question mark for me and how that's going to translate to the NFL. I don't see him as an overly physical player. I know when guys pressed him at the line of scrimmage, I thought he struggled a little bit getting open there um, versus man-to-man. So I'd rather take guys like, Traylon Burks who has that has that size for the next level has that um athleticism that could translate to being like a wide receiver one um or you know Chris Alave I think he's a little bit more well-rounded as far as route running and um his overall speed and things like that and then there's a couple running backs like Isaiah Spiller that I would take um I have Zamir White up there so um not i sorry I got Zamir White at 12 sorry this sheet's like sorted wrong but um uh, you would blame, blame it on, it on me. Blame it on the sheet. Nah, it's this hard to right? read when it's not like sorted by mine. So, um, oh,
0: sheet, Garrett,
3: mm-hmm. what's going on over here? I told here? someone to make, I got sheet. sky Moore over him. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, to, that's, that's, that's to just defend you a
2: little bit though. You are either at, or you might even be a hair above consensus. Because I think for the most part, we're looking at back end of the first round.
0: That's where he's going to go. In,
2: in most drafts. So we're talking 10, 11, 12 in a lot of drafts. So I just think as a podcast, we ended up being higher on Jahan Dotson. I, than I'll tell most you this.
0: I, I would predict that this is where he ends up pretty close to. Because he he's going to get drafted right in that sweet spot of
2: good team, the Green
0: Bay. Can't, like He's going to land in a better situation than Drake London for the most part. Because again, when when a player goes to the Jets, it's not like, oh yeah, top 10 pedigree, but now he's turning, they signed Corey Davis, they got Elijah Moore, they got Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's not as good as later. So that's, that's going to be the biggest fight in this year's rookie draft where there's going to be so many players going in the first round, these these wide receivers that we're talking about, where some of these guys are going to go late to really good spots. And we, again, I said it, multiple times, there's going to be a Green Bay and there's going to be a Kansas City bump. doesn't matter how it goes, it's going to be a bump. And I think Johan Dotson's going to fall. into that that range. Christian Watson's in that range. George Pickens could possibly be in that range, even though there's a lot of news coming out later. That he's Um,
2: falling.
0: I mean, when we did his rookie breakdown, I talked about all the stuff that he had off the field, getting suspended for a year. He has a lot of off-the-field issues. Even more things are coming up with NFL GM saying, like, this dude's got, like...
3: Yeah, I was reading Red flags galore. I, I read some... I think uh, what's his name? Bruce Feldman. I think his name is. Uh, he puts out an annual article yeah. of like anonymous GMs so and scouts. Yeah, so he, the, the the pieces on Pickens, like there were several scouts. are just like we're All not different. touching him. I saw that you know, four, four different scouts.
0: Him. Like we won't even touch him.
3: Yeah, teams
0: like high evaluated teams. Right. Like, we only touch takes
1: him. one. That's it's true. all it takes is one.
0: Only that's what happened for Tim one. Tebow. Yep, he I went hope, in the first round. I hope that one's at forty four for Cleveland. Personally, that's just me. <laughs> so I think Jahan Dotson six. I think there's a very high chance that he sees one of those bumps. Like one of those, it's going to be Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, and George Perkins. So one of those guys is going to get a bump. Perkins Pickens. Mm. Pickens. Well, I like Perkins too. I. Like, I like
2: breakfast. I like breakfast food. Um breakfast <laughs> that's, food's good, man. They're gonna they're, the, they're, yeah.
0: they're one of those four guys is gonna see this top six pick bump when they land on that team. It's just it's just gonna happen. Definitely if you are sitting here with Pat Mahomes on your roster, like, oh, I could, I could double up down here. Like, this would be a good combination, good stack for me.
3: Yeah, I could see that easily.
0: So number seven comes in at uh we have Isaiah Spiller. He went as high as number six to Garrett and as low as number eleven to Matt. Uh, Garrett, what do you, what do you like about Isaiah Spiller here where he was your six overall player, obviously in our consensus, he's number seven. So you got him right around here anyways. Mm -hmm. What do you like about him?
2: Yeah, I think the narrative has just shifted too far, too fast on Isaiah Spiller. Uh, he's, he's my RB three. So I'm not, you know, touting him over the other guys, but I think it's gone from, Man, he might be he might be the running back one in this class too. Oh, him and Brees, it's pretty close to. Oh, it's definitely Brees too. He he might not even be a top five running back in this class. And and if and if that's how you feel, that's fine. But it's just fascinating to me to see how quickly the narrative has spun when, in fact, this was a good player that played in the SEC. I produced as a freshman. Like there are a lot of positive traits about Isaiah Spiller. He has the ideal size that you would want out of a running back. And yes, the testing stuff wasn't ideal. What was, I can't,
1: I couldn't remember what is, what is what he ended up testing. It was like a four. That was the problem. He didn't okay.
2: end up testing because he pulled a hamstring or something. Yeah, right, what, right before. Uh-huh. And that's then, right. Um, but he did. I I do believe he he did something at his pro day. I thought the pro day was like pro a day is four six, it, four six three. It depends on that's, who you ask. It yeah. was all over the board between a four five three and a four six three. So yeah, it was all over the place. Um, but all of that being said, you know that's the exact same time that Josh Jacobs ran uh, was a four four six three. So I'm not overly concerned about about that. Do I think he's an elite player? No, but do I think he could be a very solid running back too in a class where after Brees and Kenneth Walker, like there's a lot of question marks? I think he has a lot of pluses on his side that if I'm able to get him at six, seven in my one QB rookie drafts, which I have like none of, but if I was in a one QB rookie draft, I would be very happy to get him in that
0: range. Yeah. I have him at nine and he's for sure. Like I could almost guarantee that he won't finish at nine. Like he'll get a bump for me too. I just, he's one of those players where like, I like him. He's fine. I'm with you. He's solid in the right situation. he could be a great fantasy football mm-hmm. running back. And, but I could easily fall into a situation where I have him at nine. So like, I mean, he's, he's, to be fair, most of these guys are moving to the NFL draft because sure. the tiers are so close. But for Isaiah Spiller, particularly, if he lands up, if he ends up in Buffalo or maybe somehow sure. he ends up in Houston or he ends up in Atlanta, right? Like he could get a nice big bump which up here to five I, I or six. I believe
2: Buffalo and Houston have both, uh, he's visited with both those teams. Uh, I think he's done Washington as well. Um, I was Washington's going through,
0: brought in the most running backs.
2: They have, and they brought in all three of the big ones.
0: And they brought back J.D. McKissick, and they have uh, gluteus minimus. Yeah, so
2: very weird. Yeah, Yeah,
0: for Antonio Gibson lovers, and uh, you already took a hit with McKissick with those uh, PPR points coming back down. That is uh,
3: gluteus minimus minimus is Jarrett Patterson. For those that you don't know, (laughs) that's that's fair. We're familiar with our uh, inside jokes. Yeah, well, get hip to the program, sons (laughs) and gals.
0: Um, so yeah, it's gonna be he's he's gonna be a shit. I mean, he's gonna end up getting drafted higher because he's gonna get drafted probably. He, if he doesn't get second round uh, draft pedigree, it's going to be early, early, third. early
2: third for sure. And, and that's what I, from what I'm reading, the NFL seems to like him more than others do. Um, there, were, uh, I'm trying to remember. I wish I could give credit where it was due, but it was another one of those like anonymous source kind of things. And uh, three players that were identified to be going higher than a lot of people are mocking. And one of those was a speller? speller.
0: I still want to see him in a situation where like he goes, three two to Detroit and he's like it's gonna be him and DeAndre Swift. You right. know what I mean like I don't tough. want to see, I don't want to see that kind of situation for right. him. But I think I think overall when this draft is all said and done, Isaiah Spiller's we have him at seven probably right around there, but I could easily see him jump we have uh, jumping Jahan Dotson in definitely being our, possible and being the six overall player off the board. Cause again that running back thirst, there's a lot of dry oh, mouths yes. out there right now and they need to they need to be uh quenched now Isaiah Spiller could spill over that quench. Correct, because he's a spiller. <laughs> right, I'm a spiller too.
3: I need a I need a button on here. That goes don't <laughs> <laughs> when
1: when Rich bombs one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't yeah. win them all.
0: They had a lot of does on that show then. Um, so next on the list here is Traylon Burks at eight. So this is kind of a surprise. Uh, it doesn't help that you know my I am as high as five. Jared, you had him as high as six. Uh-huh. Garrett had him as low as ten. And then Matt had him all the way down to fourteen. Matt has Traylon Burks as a second round pick. This guy's supposed to be a QB whispering. Talking to the oh, mic. A wide receiver whispering. Wide receiver whispering. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just so upset. Upset right now that I have to let it all out. Tell me why you have Traylon Burks at 14. Besides that you didn't like that he had a little chubby cheeks coming onto the NFL uh <laughs> combine. I don't like him
1: as much as everyone else. I mean, I just – he doesn't run great routes. 14 week class. week class. He is a build-up speed guy. I just don't – what is there that I can hang my hat on as somebody that likes wide receivers that run like crisp routes, that get open, get separate, like, he, like he's got – he makes good catches. He does some good things, but he has a lot of refining to do in, in to like become an NFL superstar.
3: He's a Levisca Chenault. Did you ever end up watching he the Alabama He could be game?
1: Chenault. He absolutely could be. That's one of his potential outcomes, and I'm not pushing a guy up just because everyone else likes him when I don't like his tape. Did you watch the Alabama game? Did I watch the Alabama game?
3: Yeah, because last time we talked, you said he hadn't watched it yet. I
1: don't, Which still I kind don't of blows remember.
3: my mind that you could actually give it
1: an actual...
0: Take on trailing Burks without watching the Alabama game.
1: Without watching that the Alabama game. game. All right, that's a good well, it's, it's I'll just turn if it on right it. now. we'll, we'll watch. <laughs> <it> <laughs> now. I'll watch it now. Watch,
0: watch your you're like, 13, 12, <laughs> 12. 11, yeah. 10. Ooh, look at that route. Oh, he'll look at that probably play.
1: end up going the other way. No, Ooh, I mean if I watch it, more of him, it, it, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll tell you this: if you by watch, here's what you'll get by watching Alabama game is you're going to see his max potential of what he could do versus a very good defense and NFL caliber players. I mean. He it was his best game of his career probably, right? the Alabama game. I would so, so again, and you're cherry picking people's best games, everybody's going to look like an all-pro at that point. Um
1: did he run any good crisp routes? He runs. Okay.
0: In, any, any, Matt, anywhere? I'm closer to you than them, so I can't really like anywhere? say anything. Did he,
1: did he run a route anywhere? Crisp
3: routes. I wouldn't say crisp no. routes, but okay. I mean No, I mean he makes plays. I mean, he did he's throw the ball down to him down the field which he he Beats defenders consistently down the field. On I know he's a build-up guy, but he still has that speed. I mean, the GPS tracking on the field doesn't lie. He's I mean, he, he ran 40. the
0: fastest in, the, in college football, last right? Year.
3: But he is fast, like when he plays football, which is which is key. Um, he, he for a big guy, I mean, he isn't overly physical, which in my opinion he needs to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, he does need to improve his route running, but I think he's just from a potential standpoint. Um, he just offers
2: so much more than a lot of these guys in this class. I would agree um, with that. I would agree that he does offer more potential. But in the top five or six of my draft, I can't draft on potential. Well, I you're can't
0: a, you're a Garrett scorned by JJ or Sega Whiteside, so that's I that's am fine. By that.
1: I, he could be Doriel Green Beckham too for me. Like and I've been I say, by that. And you're
0: a Matthew scorned by Doriel Green Beckham. Yeah, and absolutely. Me, I'm not scorned by anybody. <laughs>
3: I think when I we get into this part of the draft, there's a question marks with a lot of these
2: guys. Still there are. are. There are. Absolutely. That, but that's th- the question mark back two players again. That's where two I feel. Again. That's
1: where I feel comfortable taking that kind of risk. Like at second round, somewhere like that. Like uh, I feel great getting him there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take him middle of the first round. I'm just not. So I'm not going to get him anywhere. I know that already going into the process I probably won't at ten. yeah absolutely yeah it's be and long I'm, gone and i'm fine probably with not. that I, they're just so not, not they're he's not my flavor you know what i mean he, he's not the kind of guy that i covet he's not the kind of guy i want on my roster is he going to have huge games sometimes in the nfl i guarantee he will yes but there's going to be other times when guys are just getting able to shut him down because they're, he's just not, he's not running crisp routes. He's not getting the good kind of separation. If he lends up in a system where he's with a quarterback, that's a little bit timid and not, not willing to just chuck it up to him. How is he going to win? How is he going to get the ball to score fantasy points? I just, I just don't know.
0: See, I, I'm I'm the complete opposite spectrum. Like I, when I watch this tape, I see a playmaker. I see somebody put the ball, you get the ball in his hands, and he just makes things happen. He's got a good enough speed. He's got good enough contact balance. Um, I'll, he, I'll
1: hop. I'll happily let you take him in drafts, and I'll and I'll pick somebody else. Well,
0: happily hop on top of that exactly. Pick. So <laughs> you could just go there and be a trail on jerks. I don't even care. I think he's a fantastic football player. It just it, to me it comes down to like there's no, athletic scoring, good. and yeah, then there was. is. You know, game tape. And when you watch a game tape on Treylon Burks, you see a playmaker, right? And yeah, a lot of his stuff. You were talking about his route running, like a lot of his play design was short intermediate stuff just to get the ball in his hands. Because we still we mentioned before the Arkansas quarterback just wasn't that great. So terrible. Yeah. It's it's gonna be intriguing. Um, I have my number five overall player, and that's right where I'll take him. It's like him and
1: Drake London are like neck and neck for mm-hmm. me. Um and he's gonna go in the first round, he's gonna get good draft. Pedigree, I think. I mean, just because overall this whole draft is kind of weak and stinks, and we talked about how all these wide receivers are getting pushed up, so I expect him to go somewhere good. I'm still not going to move him up anymore. So yeah.
0: if he went to Green yeah. Bay with Aaron Rodgers, you're not moving him up still. All
1: right, he's going to get a Green Bay pump <laughs> <bump> for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just yeah. yeah. Would, would he sneak into the first round or, then for you then? Yeah. like 11? even well, even yeah.
0: more so. Even Absolutely. Kansas City, Kansas City loves those short uh, bubble screens. He wasn't receiver good in the at that
1: though. Like that wasn't like a. I don't think that was like a doing him a favor. Who? Traylon Burks, hitting him with little bubble screens. Oh. I don't think he wins like that. That's I think the, he does better over the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Like get the guy moving a little bit. He's a build up speed guy. You give him to him right at the line of scrimmage while he's standing still. He's just he's definitely not gonna win in the NFL like that. Going on the
0: number nine, our ninth overall player. Now what's funny about our ninth overall player, Chris Olave, at a wide receiver out of Ohio State, is I was asked multiple times on guest shows, like, what's the one player you probably won't draft to have rank lower <laughs> than everybody else? I was like, Oh, it's probably Chris Olave. I had Chris Olave ranked as my number 7th overall player. Matt had him at 13. Garrett had him at 8. <laughs> singing
1: out with Traylon And Burks, Jared man. had him at
0: 9. I am ranked higher than everybody. Yeah, <laughs> who's the one player who are probably be lower on most? Oh, Chris Olave for sure. You did not even have the low, lowest in the podcast. I think I
3: think we're lowest as a group uh, compared to consensus, though. You think so? Yeah, I mean. No, Matt is a 13
2: for well, sure. Well, Matt definitely is. Yeah. yeah.
3: He went from the wide receiver guru to wide receiver hater. Nah, maybe we're right in the sweet spot, Garrett.
2: I think, I think yeah, seven to nine. I think that's probably right around where he's going to go. That's right.
3: where I feel comfortable
0: with him. We'll,
2: we'll, see. we'll see what happens once the NFL draft rolls around because if he ends up shocking the world and going top 10. I don't I'll, care.
3: That doesn't do anything for me.
0: If he goes top 10, that doesn't, that doesn't change anything for me whatsoever.
3: Okay. Yeah, or what? if he goes to Kansas City or Green Bay, yeah, then that it, definitely changes things. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, uh, John Ross went top 10. I still had him really low. Yeah. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay <laughs> went top 10. Sure. Had him really low. That that stuff like that that that, see here's the difference the receivers like that they don't they're not quarterbacks like I'm still gonna go ahead and watch my tape and stick with that I mean like some of these NFL teams are just damn crazy so and definitely receivers I mean we've seen year in year out these receivers go much higher and you're like what are these guys doing and then you see guys like Trey Laquan Treadwell slipping like what are these doing but they were right he Uh, like (laughs) like like, I don't
1: or were they like I had a great year this year that's right (laughs) back in Jacksonville. So obviously, I was the lowest on on Chris Olave. I'm not. He's just a guy that I think is good. I don't think he's going to be great. He doesn't offer anything after the catch, and I just don't know how he's going to be. I don't know how he's going to produce like ever, ever wide receiver one fantasy numbers. And, and I think more likely than not, he's going to be low end wide receiver two with his catch and fall down type of thing. 146
0: he, catches for 980 yards. He's got to
1: fall in. Like, when we did the rookie breakdowns, I, I said the exact same thing. If he lands in a, like high volume situation, that's really the only way he's going to be relevant in my eyes. Cause it's going to be very hit or miss otherwise. Cause then he's going to be, you're going to be working on just those deep ball type of things I, for him. I, I I
2: it, it's for interesting fantasy relevance. It's interesting because we haven't ranked five spots apart, but I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. I think it's just our expectations are different. I don't expect Chris Olave to be a wide receiver one for fantasy football purposes. I fully expect him to be a mid to low wide receiver two that does it mostly on getting open and catching the football. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Like it, this is more of a, I don't want to miss in the first round. I think he will hit to an extent. I don't think he's. I don't think he will ever be top 12. I don't even know that he'll get that close to top 12. He had to, I he, I he so he had to be in the
0: same situation it was last year that Hunter Renfro was in, right? Where like sure. they don't have any other number one receiver. But he's uh, a Darren better athlete down. than
1: Hunter Renfro. Yeah, no, he 100%. Had, but, you know, but yeah.
0: Hunter Renfro finishes wide receiver nine. Right. You know what I mean, um, when you look at I it, also think Hunter
1: Renfro is tougher than him. So there's that. Sure. Well, that's for Sure.
0: Um, that, that but, I mean, these guys the, like Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, awesome. uh, these elite route runners that come in that they're, they're you know, uh, thin, you know, lean. I guess is the correct word to say it. So lean, lean with it. Right, I, right. I won't say he has zero chance to be a wide receiver one because there'd be that fluky year where he sure, catches a lot absolutely. of balls for sure. But I think for the most part, I think we're all in consensus. Like he's a mid-range wide receiver two in 90s yeah. football, and that's a, again, that's a great thing to have mm-hmm. a mid-range wide receiver. And two. that's a ceiling. That's a ceiling too. I yes. mean,
1: and that's why I have him at 13. Cause I just, you just want more upside. I want a little bit more upside. When when we go, that's fine. We, I, I just don't want to miss. And I, I think that's understand. the difference yep. in those rankings.
0: And like I said, when we go back to the, what I said earlier in the, the pod, where we've had such an influx of young receivers, like mm-hmm. this receiver in class. So the question you have to ask yourself for these rookies, when you go into here too, and, and I get it. It's it's the biggest affa- infatuation when you're playing Dynasty Fantasy Football is like I'm drafting the next Justin Jefferson. I'm drafting the next Jonathan Taylor. I'm drafting the next Josh Allen. I'm getting the next George Kittle, right? Or, you know, I'm getting that guy. And this is the easiest way to come about that. And it can be ha- and it can be had, right? You know, like Rob Gronkowski going into the second or third round of your rookie draft. Uh, running backs like you know, Aaron Foster going in the sixth sure. round of your rookie draft. Josh Allen going in the second round in a one QB league third round, fourth round of your rookie draft. It's possible. But right now, there's huge influx of talent at wide receiver in young talent, nonetheless. And receivers, we already have ahead of him guys like not Matt, but like Traylon Burks, Drake London, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Uh, other guys that have a high ceiling behind him, like Sky Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson, you have to ask yourself where does Chris Alave fall into the mold and not just his rookie class but the yes of the the rest of these young receivers in the NFL today. So if we're to say oh his ceiling's a mid-range wide receiver too which would put him at right around anywhere from wide receiver 16 to 19. If you sit back honestly look at the receiving receivers in NFL today mm-hmm. and uh dynasty wide receivers you're going to find easily 16 to 18 more guys that you would take ahead of Chris Olave right now. Um, and there's guys that are even older that for the next couple of years, a guy like Allen Robinson, that's a high chance to finish in that range as well, that you'd have more ranked in wide receiver 30 category overall compared to wide receiver 16, even though I'll give you wide receiver 16 numbers because of the age and production. So,
1: so are you making my case for me?
0: No, I am. No, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's, his ceiling's not as high as like something like a player like George Pickens, a player like Christian Watson offers more upside. So Tons when, more. Yeah. I think with Chris Olave, what you have to realize is what you're getting is like you're getting a mid-range to low-end wide receiver two as a ceiling, and some years you have a wide receiver three. So if you're comfortable with that, at pick seven, pick eight, when
1: you're already a middle of the road team, like what do you like? Pickens offers wide receiver one upside. Yes. Very few guys. In and this you track. might miss. Obviously, he is... The character concerns are, are what really is derailing him for, in a lot of people's eyes, I think, at this point. Because if you just watch the tape, he's... he's he, George Pickens is got wide receiver one potential.
0: And I'm not going to speak back then to see there, Because maybe a lot of it comes in, he turns it around, and all of a sudden, he is a runner does, to catch kind of guy. And he does he he have this...
1: I was
2: going to say, he does have the speed for yeah. it. He can run he a will <laughs> make big place because of his speed definitely
1: he can run away he from just people break and many tackles he can run away from people in the open field he's never going to make anyone miss he's never even going to try if the defense is behind him between him and the goal line there's he, he's not going to get there you know what i mean like right. unless he can outrun him to an angle um so yeah that's so and that's my point is like it limits his upside it, I
0: mean, is this the player that you want to take at this spot, because this which is side where, of this are you on? Are you wanting to take him or no? No, I'm not. Because what I'm saying is, so a pick
2: seven, so pick you eight, have him the highest, and you're telling us you don't want to take
0: him here. Listen, I'm just ranking these guys off the tape of where I pretty much have, it. and right. in, in hindsight, you know, probably I should have George Pickens, Sky Moore, and probably Christian Watson, probably on the upside high, you know. But there's, but these guys have just as much so, red so, flags as Alaba. Lot. Alaba's lot only red flag is his run after the catch, like, but he's safe. Like these guys, red flags, profile. yeah, his physicality profile. These other guys' red flags are like. Red flags of, oh, I might not get any fantasy football points. You know what I mean? Like, so in this draft class, it's a seven. But my point is that this week class is going, if this is your team, pick seven, pick eight, and you've picked here multiple times of the year, I don't think this is the best pick for you, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I would rather, I would rather, because you guys are all in the same tier, I'm looking elsewhere in this range because I need more ceiling, right? I don't need another wide receiver to. Uh, mid-range wide receiver two to low end wide, wide receiver two because my team is full of wide receiver twos. It's why I am stuck in the middle, you know. And this is kind of player that kind of getting you kind of habitually stuck in the middle, right? Like it's it's a weird place to pick sometimes between six and nine. You right. get a deep deep classic we've had these last couple uh, years, and yeah, you've probably hit some home runs Absolutely. potentially. Yep. This year's class has looked down as a little bit of weaker. So if you've been in a space consistently, one you should definitely try and trade out. For sure, trade back. Because and get Chris Alave at where we have him at nine, and getting Christian Watson at 14, give me a 23 second and I'll move back. You know what I mean? Sure. I just don't know if this is the right pick where we have him. I'm I'm okay with our consensus rankings, that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. probably more so like my original take of like if I was actually drafted in a draft, after I think after NFL draft comes ago. He's going to move down just a little bit in my rankings. And it won't be because he's not a very talented football player. Mm-hmm. It's just because there's way more downside on that Dynasty Fantasy Football upside. I
1: think a lot of these players that we're talking about today, they're excellent football players. I have no nothing against Trelon Burks as a, the football player. I just am mm-hmm. trying to figure out how these guys are going to win me, me championships. Yeah. And it, you know, I have a hard time reconciling something. And
0: that's fine I mean yeah. that's why we have to sit here and talk it out. It's the whole reason yeah. we do this podcast in the first place. And mm-hmm. it's why it's a dynasty fantasy football podcast. We're trying to find ways for our teams to win. Where's that ceiling? Where's that limit? So we're not sitting there ranking these players. You know, so when Matt has him at 14, it's because he doesn't think he's a good football player. It's like, how does he help me win a dynasty fantasy football championship? So if Matt looks at him as a roller coaster player, yeah, that will fooler kind of player, then he's gonna move him down because that's not a helping him win. That's- and that's and this is why we wash the tape and try and find this path mm-hmm. to find the players that best fit your dynasty team to help you win.
1: I want guys that are going to be consistently winning week in and week out. week, week in week out. You put them in your lineup and you don't even have to think about it. Like right. the only reason you're taking them out is injury or bye week That's it. Those are the guys I'm looking for. And that's what I'm looking for. That's the criteria when I'm doing wide receivers. That's what I'm looking at. So I want guys that can consistently win and that are, QB friendly that the quarterbacks are going to want to throw the ball to all the time, and you know for one reason or the other, treylon Burks maybe he doesn't separate as much, maybe he's not like a a great route runner. Um, and Chris Olave, it's just going to be one of these things. He could get if he's not in if he's not in a high volume type of offense, he could, he could be on that roller coaster. So, well,
2: one of the things that I highly recommend is having your own ranks uh, before the NFL draft because one place that's absolutely going to help you is on mm, predictionstrike.com. Mm, mm, because mm. when you go there, the NFL draft is going to change the values of these guys. Now, there's not actual values for these players on here yet, but first round guys, they're going to be a little more expensive than the second third round guys. But if you have the same type of ranking on a third round guy, someone got in the first round, buy up a bunch of shares of those players. And we'll, we'll talk about some of those guys uh, as we go. But predictionstrike.com, Promo code Dynasty, you get a free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're talking buying, we're talking selling, just like you would the stock market. Great website, great app, great partner. We've been partners with them for a long time. Remember to use that promo code Dynasty to get your free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more at PredictionStrike.com. All
0: right, so that, that, that was number nine. Mm -hmm. Chris Olave. So give you a recap here. One, Brees Hall. Two, Garrett Wilson. Three, Kenneth Walker. Four, Jameson Williams. Five, Drake London. Six, Jahan Dotson. Seven, Isaiah Spiller. Eight, Traylon Burks. Nine, Chris Alave. And to finish out the top 10, we have Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Wide receiver. Now, I have him at 12. Matt has him at 12. Garrett at nine. And then, Jared, you have him as high as number seven. What do you love about Sky Moore uh, that gets him into your right in the middle of the first round of your draft for you. Cause going back, he's the biggest player I've been kind of questioning my overall rank with, because it was like, the more you watch him, you're like, God, he, he he seems like a lot of it. Like he seems pretty safe with a little
3: bit higher of a ceiling. He's pretty electric. He's from the small school, He's from the small school. I know. Mm -hmm. And since we did our breakdowns, I went back and watched even more of him and kind of like really solidified my feeling and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. my grade on him. And, I'm like, I feel like I'm putting my neck out there a little bit with Sky because He's my top. He's like my fifth ranked receiver in this class, um, but he's from the Mac. So he came in as a DB and he switched over to wide receiver. And since then, I mean, he's he dominated. He dominated the Mac and um, all the reports that you read on this kid, like he's an extremely hard worker, great character. Always in the film room. So I love hearing those types of things. Um and I mean just his play on the field. He's fantastic after the catch. Yep. He's twitchy. Possibly one of the best route runners. He, I have him graded as the best um guy as far as release packages go. Um I think you can get him the ball down the field. He can make plays at the catch point, even though he's 5'10". Uh, he just finds ways to come up with the ball, kind of like Antonio Brown always did. He, he was he was kind of undersized, but he just always found a way to catch the football. Uh, that's what I see with Sky Moore. Uh, so I feel like ranking him here, and my feeling on going into rookie drafts is I want to come away with getting Sky Moore somehow, and that, whether that's trading back up into the late at, you know, back of the first round, we'll see how the draft plays out. But sure. uh, Sky Moore is a guy that I really, I really want to get. So he's the guy that you have circled like best bang. So you, you could
0: argue that Sky Moore is probably in your opinion, the best bang for your buck in this draft, right? Like mm-hmm. cause yes. once you got those top six guys, which we all agree are consensus, I think it's almost everywhere in dynasty Fantasy football. That's what we're looking for. Like, cause it's easy. You, you're right at the top of the draft. It's easy. Mm-hmm. It's you're taking a combination of those players what do you do outside that top six or more so that top seven, top eight, right? Like where are those guys? How do you manipulate the draft to get your guys? And if Sky Moore is your, I think this is one draft. If Sky Moore is Jared's number seventh overall player. And after Drake London goes, then I have no problem in taking Sky Moore over a Traylon Burks, you know, actually I wouldn't take more over Traylon Burks, but Isaiah Spiller, Jahan Dotson, like if that's your guy. Get your guy, mm-hmm. get your guy. I mean, he's, he, he does everything that Jared said. I said, my biggest thing here is like thing to Christian Watson, but Christian Watson's not as savvy as an actual receiver as Sky Moore. He offers that straight line, big time, big size. And here's the other receiver. thing
2: that is really selling me on, on Sky Moore. Christian Watson is an old prospect. 23 and a half. Sky Moore did this as a junior. He's coming out as a junior. There have only been three guys in the past, like 20 years to do that. And I'm blanking on who the other one is from a small school to non-power five school to do that. There's only been three of them. It was Devonte Adams and I'm blanking on who the other one is and then sky Moore. but whoever, whoever the other one was, it was another guy that hit as well. So I feel, I feel pretty good about sky more uh,
1: at the next level.
0: That definitely gets the first, well, it'll say a lot if he gets that first round trap. Right?
1: Oh, for sure. And and for the record, he is above Chris Olave and Traylon Burks for me. I just, I, I do see higher upside for him. So it's, it's one of those things that, um, I mean, right. Ab- he's right ahead of them for, right. for in, in my ranks, but it, it is an upside thing. And I, and I do like the way that he wins. And, and so that's, I do see the way that he wins translating. I know it's small school to, um, you know, to, to the NFL. It, it's a hard transition for some people, but I, I think the route running and his ability to make people miss in the open field is kind of what separates him. And, and, and I think that's how he's going to win in the NFL. So, and I feel very comfortable that he's going to be able to do it. Uh, I think he'd probably be even a little bit higher if it wasn't, you know, Western, Western Michigan, Michigan that I was looking sure. at it from. So. And, this,
0: and this kind of bounces off what I was saying before about Olave. Like, you're probably better off at this position taking Sky more over Olave for the upside of your dynasty fantasy football team, right? Yeah. Like, he offers that upside, at least from our opinions, you know, sure. you know. Again, this every any podcast you listen to, no matter what they say, it's all opinion based, right? And all drafts when they draft their players, it's opinion based. It's, you know, well, It's like whatever they
2: they gather their facts, they gather their data, they watch their film, but at the end of the day, it is still humans making the pick.
0: And and all you can really go off is like history, right? Like you know, we've been doing the Dice Nerds podcast for eight years. We have a lot of history of our analysis put down on podcast. And you know, this isn't us. This isn't me trying to like, oh, I'm 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 bragging. It's just we've been right a lot more than we've been wrong. You know, like uh, David Zach did that. Draft over what was it? Draft over analysis of draft position. I mean, Jared Wackerly, our producer, outscored every, you know, for your favorite big guys, JJ Zachary, all those guys. Jared panned out number one from mm-hmm. his tape view compared to overall draft value. Is that what it was? Like
3: Yeah, those are two separate things. It was my rankings on the rookies after the draft happened and everybody ranked the rookies. Yeah. But then he also did a separate analysis on our overall nerd score, which is Garrett and I combined and uh our Anybody else that contributes to the score. And um, he it had a better predictive, um, I forget what the actual analytic terminology is. Over but draft capital. Though. Yeah, it predicted it better. It was more, than predictive draft yeah, more predictive of success. Yeah. More predictive of success than actual draft capital. And
0: that's something you to go back and listen to all our old rookie breakdowns. We have eight years of them. And you can see where other people were telling you go left and we were telling you go right, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, our, in our opinion, you know, so again, in my opinion, I think Sky Moore. It's probably the better upside pick here over a guy like Chris Olave. Even though like Chris Olave will have better draft pedigree, he's the consensus number one receiver over Sky Moore, probably over any NFL draft you can analyst you can look at. But again, for fantasy football upside, that's what we're looking at. And that's what again, that's so that's why I always echo back off of that. Definitely for new listeners, it's that's how you look at it. Like, oh, you can't rank this player high. Like, dude, for dynasty fantasy football, I absolutely can. Yeah. So Moving on to our next player at number 11 here might be a might be a shock. One player I, one person got us here by the way. I I
2: <laughs> I might have to give over my truther like Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> you definitely have train to. Oh, sure. At this point because I thought I was incredibly high on this guy, but oh, no. I'm not high enough. No, I came in second.
0: Some Snoop Dogg dog over here. Uh, high. So at number 11 we have <laughs> Zmir White running back out of Georgia. I am at 14. Garrett had him 11. Jared had him at 12. Matt has him as his fifth overall player. Fifth
1: overall.
2: Overall. I apologize, not running, Matt. Not running back five. Fifth overall. Fifth, fifth overall. overall. I have overall. to apologize because I really thought I was the conductor of this train. And clearly, uh, it's you. I'll, I, I'll
1: I'll cede the seat to you. I told you the whole time you that didn't it me. You did tell me. me. I, have have just a, didn't, I was my fifth running back. Yeah, that's not bad. Listen, he is. he's one of the best players pure running backs in this draft. I mean, just running yes, between the tackles. Absolutely. And I'm going to take I'm going to take that gamble in this particularly weak draft and I'm going to bump him up. I'm going to give him that running back bump because I think he's one of these guys that can win a a job and be the workhorse type of back. I know he's not going to catch a lot of balls. I know that he's a lot of his production is going to have to come on volume and touchdowns. But Zamir White I, and then he then he comes in and runs the four was it four four, four, four f- flat. flat, so I mean I mean beautiful it just couldn't have set up better for me and and you see it on tape on tape he's he can run away from guys in the open field yeah. so it, it's. It's one of these things where I think he, I think people are undervaluing him. I don't know why. He's a, he is a big back. They can run between the tackles. He can run away from people. It's just the passing game chops that people are really, really worried about. And I get it because he hasn't done it a lot. And I don't think he's going to do a lot at the next level, but I think he can be a workhorse back in the, at the NFL level.
0: Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Ceylon. Yep. For sure. And I, and I like Zamir White. Saying, I mean, we all like Zamir White. That being said, um, For our listeners, for our viewers, Matt, also let them know, just because he's your fifth overall player, that when you're in these, when you're doing your own set, and maybe you like Matt's your favorite person on the show, like he's your favorite analyst. Like all the tips he's given you over the years, like he's easily, his voice, his
3: looks, his takes have really (laughs) swooned you to that side. You got Justin Jefferson because of him.
0: Yeah, you got Justin Jefferson because of him. You got AJ Brown because of him. You got Hard Nipples because of him. All that good stuff, right? Like you're a happy person. You would also let these people know, please, because you have a player ranked some at five, you also have to be very smart when you're drafting. You you love a guy. You
1: don't don't always take him there.
0: You move back and you just, at this point, at this point, say, okay, I'm going to take him at nine to be safe, right? Say he goes in a late second. Say he goes in the third round, he goes to a good spot, like and, okay, and this would be a would great time
1: now. to mock draft the heck out of this and see how late you can get him on the dice. Nerd's mock draft. Tool Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, in the App Store today, anywhere you can find it. Dice Nerd's mock draft tool, and then you Buy start. Today. Then you it's start. Free.
1: You start knowing kind of where where you can <laughs> where you can get a guy, how late you can get a guy consistently is by doing some of that kind of stuff. It's an exercise, but um, definitely it. If you're running back needy, these other two guys have gone. That's as high as I feel comfortable taking him. How about that? Number five, I'd be fine with it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I know that you guys, guys are I love
2: book. it. I mean, I'm embarrassed that I'm not to your level is You really should, what it is. You should be. Uh, I thought I was pretty bold saying a like lot, he's a
1: first-round pick. Listen, there's a lot of question marks in this draft there in is. particular. When I see him, I don't have any question that he can operate as a three-down back. I just don't. There's none. And um, other than the fact that he's, that he's not going to catch a bunch of passes, and I'm fine with that because I think he's going to be scoring touchdowns, and Agreed. I think he's going to get a lot of volume. You preach. So, Amen. In in a draft where I've got a lot of questions at a lot of other areas, I'm having to like force myself to like some of these wide I'm, receivers. I'm I do, quietly
2: moving him up. I do talk.
1: not. I do not have to force myself to like to Zamir Zamir White one bit.
0: Listen, if if Traylon Burks busts and Zamir White's next Nick Chubb. I'm still let Matt do all the talking because
2: <laughs> I, I I have the same takes, just not as bold I'm, as Matt. i was like, always been have like like birds yes. at like ten. I can't quite get to Matt's level there. You know what I mean? Like,
0: you know what mean? We do our bold
1: take show this year.
0: Turn Ferguson was gonna have a hot. He better yeah, hot take show. He, he wasn't there got, last year. He's have at least one.
1: These are all my hot takes. They're all gone. They're now. all they're all <laughs> on You were sick last time. That last year. True. remember last one for Six
0: months ago. I had Zimmer White running back five. He finishes running back five. Ooh, that's Ooh. a hot take, Matt. <laughs> <All> right, let's <laughs> go to 12 here. Let's get to 12. Uh, all right, let's get to 12 Last here. One. Where are we on time?
3: So we're at an hour, so we're going to round out the top 12 pre-draft ranks. Uh, then and then we're going go gonna... quickly through the rest.
0: in Yeah, a nerd no, nerd
2: show. yeah we'll do, we'll do the
3: 13 through, what, 30? Yep. At number 12, we have
0: George Pickens, wide receiver, George I am at number 10. Matt, seven. Garrett, 14. Jared, 13. Uh... So, again, a very high upside player has all the skill set that you want on a number one wide receiver. Obviously, would be not just an the injury. There's also personality off, issues. Off-field off field issues. issues. And, so. I, and I
1: read them, too, and I still kept them where I was at. And that speaks, I think, volumes as to how I feel about the rest of this class. How about that? Sure. Um, you guys, uh, I think, feel a lot more comfortable with some of these prospects than I do. Obviously, I don't feel comfortable at all with George Pickens, his – the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like there, obviously there's enough smoke there you that, poop there's, in your shoe? that there's probably some fire to his personality issues, but if he gets the right coach that can speak to him and, you know, speak to his aura and get him straight, then he has got, you know, wide receiver. I already talked about it. Wide mm-hmm. receiver one upside for me. And that's how I kept him in the top seven for me.
2: Yeah. I, I ended up being the low guy on, on Pickens. And I understand the arguments on his ceiling because I agree. I mean, we've seen some of the catches that he's made. Uh, We've seen some of the plays that he's made. Uh, I'm just, I was very surprised that despite like his demeanor of like chucking defensive backs at the line and stuff like that, like his play strength wasn't nearly as good as like that would have indicated to me. Um, he, He, I don't. He did not get off the line well at all to me, which is a very big surprise. I, I th- figured a guy of his pedigree would have done a better job of getting off the line. He had one of the lower marks in the class for me in that area. So I understand the ceiling, but I don't think – and now especially that now that we have the all the off-the-field stuff to worry about too – I just think that there's a lot more bust potential here than there is boom potential. So if you want to take him at the end of the first round, cool. I don't think I can get him in my first here, round currently. But if
0: we back it up just a little, Zemir White, I think every player we're talking about going forward offers massive bust potential.
2: For sure. But I'm just saying that's why I have him at 14 instead of 10 and 7.
1: So here, here's here's one caveat, caveat to, I guess, my ranking of him. If he's one of these guys that goes he plummets in the draft because, because the character stuff is so much worse than we think. And he ends up being like a fifth round draft pick. He's going to go way down my board because then there's, because then the team has no real investment in this player and they could just cut bait. If he's, as long as he goes
2: second, even worst case third round, would you keep him relatively close to this second, second
0: second round
1: round or, or he's going, he's going to slide down a bit. I saw
0: some, Oh God, I want to write it down and I didn't cause I was out at the time. Somebody put a stat out on Twitter. I wish I remember who it was. And it, it was after pick seventy two for wide receivers, so it was like like third round, essentially. Like mm-hmm. the odds of them like being a fancy football relevant wide receiver was like almost zero. Like it was crazy. It was a stat. I can't remember huh. the exact stat, but it was like it was after pick seventy two, which would be top of the third round, essentially. Yeah, it'd be like, three
2: eight.
0: Yeah. So the, and it was like something like. The odds of them producing a fantasy football level at a high level were like really, really slim, and he put like the eight players out there that broke that mold essentially. So, yeah, I'm for me. Be- yeah, for me, a guy like George Pickens if he if he falls, then it tells us a lot. I mean yep. and it, it's it's happened before. It happened like Quan Treadwell we mentioned. Sure. A guy we liked a lot, Kelvin Harmon, and happened to. He slipped way down to Washington and we still Hakeem like to to the situation. Hakeem Butler, that we thought was arguably the wide receiver one, kept slipping and slipping and slipping. Like, what's going on here? Sometimes there's just things that you don't know that the NFL people know. That's where they're that
3: Marcus Marcus Mosher. Um uh, said the odds of you finding a quality starting receiver pass pick number seventy five is around five percent.
0: That's who, yeah, yeah. He does great work. Um, yeah, so five percent. So
3: like, or Mosier is it? Market Mosier. Mark, Mosier, Mosier no is Mark, think, Mark. Yeah. So to Mosier.
0: me, like that's like a stat that will stick with me for the rest of my. Like those are like nuggets that I like to know. Like same thing. Like odds of you being a running back one after your running back one once one time is what Matt? What we did like seventeen percent around there. Yeah. That's
2: the number that'll stick with you forever, right? So, <laughs>
1: Does it well, these were, I don't We did a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like. Oh, here, here's my
0: favorite thing. I have a really good. I have a really good friend, and this is like year 2000. He comes up to us. He's like, "God, man, is this the best day of my life." I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Wednesday, or <laughs> wasn't was it a Thursday? Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that's it. That's our top 12. We'll get in here. George Pickens um, rounds it out. Go over this one more time. Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, Jameson Williams, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, Isaiah Spiller, Traylon Burks, Chris Alave, Sky Moore, Zamir White, George Pickens works out our top 12 consensus, top 12 rookies pre NFL draft. Why is that important? Because this is a tape score uh, alone. Essentially, this is our tape evaluation. Where this goes after this, we'll see. It's surely going to change because a lot of these tiers are the same. But we'll know next week. When we come back next week, we'll be breaking down the NFL draft. But it won't be next week. We'll be recording that show on Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday. As we said, most people have their ranking or their rookie draft starting Monday morning. So we're going to make sure that our podcast is out when you wake up Monday morning. Breaking down the NFL draft, breaking down some of these players, and telling you what we like and we don't like, which will carry over to the Nerd Herd episode as well. So, if you're not a Nerd Herd member and you want to get a complete breakdown of the NFL draft, now's the time to enjoy it for the price of a cup of coffee. Not only do you get the extra podcasts and you also get the Dynasty Nerds tools with Dynasty GM, which is the most, best streamlining Dynasty tool you'll ever find. You get the access to the film room. You get the nerd score and so much more for the price of a cup of coffee. Right now, if you use the promo code ROOKIE, we'll give you 15% off any subscription you want at DynastyNerds.com. Check it out. Use the promo code ROOKIE and you'll get all that great information. And all I I really ask is just give it a try. Maybe it's not for you because I get it. Some people are like, listen, I'm not spending money on Dynasty Fans Football. I'm not paying for some. I'm not paying for tools. And I get that because I had the same mentality about seven years ago as well. Um, and now that I actually use these tools. It's amazing how much it elevates my dynasty game by making everything so much easier on me. Um, and just putting things visually in front of me to help me make decisions, right? Like, and just saving me time. Like, where am I weak at? I'm weak at wide receiver. Who's strong at running back? Oh, here it is. Why? And, and more so than make trades, just give you an honest evaluation of your team. Sometimes that's the part hardest of the, thing, that's in probably Dynasty the biggest to thing, yeah, is to get an honest evaluation yeah. of your team because you're looking at it from such a small perspective, right? You're not looking at overall league perspective. You're looking at your team, and not where everybody else actually stands in that league. Right. So, the B, we mentioned this before. If you take Chris Olave in the middle, if you're stuck in the middle of your league, it's literally the worst place to be in Dynasty Fantasy Football because you're going nowhere. You gotta either blow it up or go for the ship. And if you're, it's so, we've been saying that for eight years because it's so easy to get stuck in the middle because when you're stuck in the middle, is you have a couple of really good assets and that's it. But how do you find the ability to turn that around? And that's a hardest, I think it's the hardest thing to do in Dynasty because. When you're blowing up, it's easy. You are you have all these high draft picks. A lot yep. of these picks are easy. When you're a contender, it's easy because you're making these small trades for veterans. It's so hard to get unstuck from the middle because you have these good assets that you're so afraid to get rid of because then you have nothing, not realizing you need to go down to nothing to get to something. And the Dynasty Nerd GM will help you do just that. Use your promo code ROOKIE. Just try it out. Give it a month. You know, for a price a of cup of coffee, you get it for a month. That's a long time to sit there and like play around with the tool and everything on the site to see if it's for you. If you like it, stick around. If not, hey, at least you gave it a try. No, no hard feelings. Rookie. We'll be back in a couple days, about five days, talking NFL draft. You ready for those unicorns?
1: Oh.
0: Adios.